And as I was researching this and scouring different articles, I kind of summarized um, the idea from our culture's perspective about a fresh start in this way. A fresh start are often perceived as helpful for several reasons. It gives us a renewed perspective. Beginning anew allows an individual to gain a fresh perspective on their lives, circumstances, or challenges. It can help in seeing things from a different angle, promoting a more positive outlook, and generating new ideas and approaches. There's, there's a whole psychological, there was all kinds of research behind um, a fresh start in, in our psychology, uh, even to us. And here, one of them was a psychology reset. A fresh start can serve as a psychological reset button. It allows individuals to leave behind past mistakes, regrets, or negative experiences, enabling them to move forward with a clearer mind and a sense of freedom. It can give us uh, motivation and renewed energy. Um, it also uh, allow, it gives us a sense of closure and moving on. All these are benefits from a uh, fresh start. It gives us a rebuilding confidence. Uh, it, a fresh start often comes with a sense of optimism and hope, rebuilding confidence that might be diminished by past challenges or failures. And then uh, one of the last things that I found was the idea of adaptability and resilience. Embracing a fresh start demonstrates adaptability and resilience. It signifies the ability to bounce back from setbacks and adapt to change, which are essential skills in navigating life's ups and downs. Now, that's, you know, kind of from a cultural perspective. What we want to do today, though, is look at this idea, unwrap it from a biblical perspective. But before we jump into that, my question for you is this. Where do you need a fresh start this new year? Where do you need to hit the reset button? Where is it that as you contemplate the past, 20, you know, the past year, 2023, you're thinking, man, if I could just have a do-over in this area, that would be amazing. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to just pause for the next 30 seconds. And I, I want to pray for us. I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will show you. Because I don't know where you need it, but God knows where you need it. And what if you asked Him, God, where do I need a, a fresh start in my life? So let's do that now. Pause for 30 seconds, and why don't you ask God the Father to point it out through the power of the Holy Spirit to you. So, Father, we are inviting you this morning, whether we're in South County, whether we're online, or whether we're right here in this room. We're inviting you to show us where we need a fresh start. Please, let us see. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, let's take our Bibles. Go to John chapter 21. In John chapter 21, here's our biblical perspective of a fresh 
start. Jesus inviting the disciples for breakfast. Now, don't forget where this is. This is the last chapter of the Gospel of John. We um, haven't been able to cover every chapter as we've walked through the the Gospel of John, but we've covered many of them. And so today, as we wrap up this series going through the Gospel of John, uh, we're going to the last chapter, uh, chapter 21. This is after the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. So Jesus has already been nailed to the cross, been put into to that grave. It's been the third day. They went to the grave and he wasn't there. And where do they find themselves as they realize Jesus isn't in the grave? What do we do now? But today, as we walk away from this text, here's the big idea. The big idea is that the gift of a fresh start is to be experienced and expressed. It's to be received and also to be given. Like, you need to receive a fresh start, but you also are to give others a fresh start. So let's jump into the text. John chapter 21, verse number 1. Here's what John, an eyewitness, records for us. He says, after this... Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, which is just another name for the Sea of Galilee. He revealed himself in this way. And I find that interesting that John is pointing out to us very specifically that Jesus is revealing himself through the idea of a fresh start. He wants us to get this. Jesus wants us to get this. In fact, this is a theme that is woven into the scripture from Genesis chapter 3 all the way through Revelation. I mean, this is what, this is, um, you know, what is so encouraging to us as Christ followers that we are, that we get a fresh start. So let's jump into this story. What was it that John recorded? Here's the story. Verse 2. Simon Peter, he starts naming these, uh, you know, the disciples that are, there were seven of them that were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, Zebedee's sons, James and John, and then two other disciples were there together. Now, for some reason, John doesn't name himself, John, John the Apostle, he's one of the, t- these two. We don't know who the other one is, but there's seven in total. Here's what happens. Simon, or Peter, he says, hey, I'm going fishing. Well, the other six says, we're coming with you, because they don't know what to do. What do we do? Jesus is, is like gone, like he's here, but he's gone. Like, what do we do? We're going fishing. They went back to what they knew. They went out, they got into a boat, but that night they caught nothing. When daybreak came, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Now, I just want you to imagine you're on the, on the Sea of Galilee. You're a hundred yards off of the shore. The, the sun is just coming up, right? It's just like, but, so it's still a little dust, it's still a little bit dark. You know somebody's on the shore, you see the campfire, you see the silhouette of, of somebody, and they're there, but you hear a voice. The voice says, friends, you don't have any fish, do you? They're like, thanks for throwing it in our face, right? I mean, that's what every fisherman would say, right? And they said no. And then Jesus would tell them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they did. And they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. Have you ever had a deja vu moment? 
This is one of these deja vu moments. You know how I know that is because of John's response. The disciple, the one who Jesus loved, meaning John the Apostle, because that's how he likes to refer to himself throughout the Gospel of John. Um, and he says, it's the Lord. He like tells Peter, it's Jesus. It's like deja vu. Remember our first calling? You know, Luke and Matthew both record this. The very first calling. They were in the boat and Jesus tells them, put the net on the other side. And they caught all this fish. And here, that was at the beginning of their call. Here, at the end, before Jesus ascends back to heaven, he spends 40 days with the disciples, with other people. And here, he's got this deja vu, or John the Apostle has this deja vu moment. Here they find themselves like at the beginning, where Jesus is calling them into their original call. And Jesus is reminding them of their original call that he had on their life. And so, you know, Peter hears that it's Jesus and he just jumps in, swims to shore. And finally, when everybody else gets to shore, here's what happens. They saw the charcoal fire. I want you to hold on to that idea. Charcoal fire only shows up twice in the entire scripture. I'll come back to that. There around the charcoal fire with fish lying on it and bread. And Jesus says this, bring some of the fish that you just caught. And so Simon Peter climbed up. He hauled the nets ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. But here's what I want you to see. Come, Jesus. This is like Jesus. Come on, guys. Have breakfast with me around the charcoal fire. Now, for the Apostle John, that deja vu moment brought back a positive memory to him. It was like, oh my, this is Jesus. He's called us. He's like telling us, you know, oh my gosh, this is like, and so all these, you know, flashbacks of Jesus and the original call going through the Apostle John's mind. But here, think about what's going through Peter's mind. Think about what's going through Peter's mind around the charcoal fire. When's the last time that we saw Peter around a charcoal fire? It was in John chapter 18. And around the charcoal fire was where Peter would say, I don't know him. Not just once. Not just a little mistake. But when he was confronted again, he would say, no, I don't know him. I don't know who Jesus is. He was fearful. He didn't know what, like if he, agreed, if he acknowledged that he knew who Jesus was around that fire, what if they would arrest him? And so a third time, when he was confronted, you're one of the disciples. He threw out some swear words. He dropped the F-bomb. He did whatever. But it said he swore and he cursed that he even knew Jesus. A colossal failure. And you know how distinct coal fire, you know, a campfire smells? If you have a memory around a very distinct scent, you have a flashback. Think about the flashback that Peter's having. It's not to the original call. It's to, oh, I denied that I even knew him. What a loser I am. What a failure I am. 
Think of the shame that he's bringing. Think of that, that scent and it triggered those three times and then that rooster crowing. That will be forever etched in Peter's mind. Unless he can get a fresh start. And the invitation was, Peter, come. The other disciples, just come and let's have a meal together. And that was a form in Jewish culture of where intimacy happened, where real relationship and friendship happened was around food. And so Jesus is letting him know, hey, you can have a fresh start, Peter. And this morning, you can have a fresh start. Where is it that you need a fresh start? Jesus came and he took the bread and he gave it to them. And he did the same with the fish. And this was now the third uh, time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And John wants to make sure that part of part of this restoration, part of the fresh start is knowing that you're invited back. All this happened after. And Jesus chose to reveal himself in the process of restoration because we all, we all are given the opportunity of a fresh start. And when we come back to the question of where do you need a fresh start in this new year? Is your, the area that you need a fresh start at is that just that you need to focus more on what God is doing instead of what He's not doing? Like, let's say it this way. How many of you would, would, you would say that nine times out of ten, the conversations that you enter into always start about all the bad stuff that's happening around you? That's like being a chronic negative person. I mean, you stop, just pay attention. Pay attention to the conversations that you hear other people have. And how many times does it start out with the negative? But what if this year, in 2024, you're like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for the positive. I am going to have a fresh start in my perspective in the way that I see the things that are happening around me. And I'm going to look for the good instead of just talk about the negative. Do you have an issue with lying? Like, do you always find yourself telling, you know, the, the story in a, or a situation in a way where it makes you look like the hero? Like, is lying, or maybe it's just you hide things through lying. Do you need a fresh start? Well, today, Jesus offers you a fresh start. Is overspending an area where you need a fresh start? Do you need to get your finances in order this coming year? Well, then 2024 could be the year. You can have a fresh start. Maybe for some of you, it's you have a problem with drinking too much. You're like addicted. And I am not saying this with any shame. In fact, I'm saying this because I want you to know that in this church... There are people who knows what that feels like. And God has been able to show up and help them through 
drinking too much, being addicted to alcohol. And they would love to come alongside of you. They would love to help you. They would love for you to be able to experience what they have been able to experience. A fresh start. Or maybe for you it's just getting high. One more hit. Right? So, um, you, you know, you, you just had the most stressful day and you think the only way out is to get high and then just kind of numb yourself to the situation. But you don't need that. You can actually have a fresh start. As a Christ follower, God will actually, the Holy Spirit, remember the Christmas presence, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He will help you navigate those difficult, painful, hard circumstances. Or is it pornography? Like, you don't think anybody knows. It's like just, you, it's like you on your phone and you, you don't, you know, no one else has access to your phone. And every time you find yourself in that situation, you're like, I wish I could just stop. I want to tell you, you can. You can have a fresh start. That fresh start, the come and have breakfast with Jesus invitation is for you this morning. You and I, we get a fresh start with Jesus. Maybe it's forgiveness That's what Peter was struggling with. He was struggling with, can I even forgive myself? And when I say that, I mean, can I really accept the forgiveness that Jesus offers to me? Because that's really the heart of the matter. Let's go back to our text. It says, and when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now, uh, Bible scholars argue back and forth, who are the these and does... uh, Honestly, it doesn't really matter whether he's talking about the other disciples or whether he's talking about the fishing gear and, you know, uh, love you, loving, uh, do you love me, Jesus say, more than going to your career? You know, so what, whichever side you fall on, the question is, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, you know that I love you. And then what does Jesus tell him? Do a whole bunch of things for penance? No. What Jesus tells him is to get back to the original call. Feed my lambs. And Jesus asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep. Not take some position somewhere, but shepherd, go, get back involved. Serve. And he asked him a third time. Here's deja vu again, right? Here's like, here's a a sequence of things that are happening reminding him. How do you know that, Rick? Because of his response. Peter was grieved that he asked a third time because it was three times that he had denied Jesus. Jesus is making sure in front of all the other guys He's making sure that they understand that following Jesus means restoration. It means that you get a fresh start. It means quit beating yourself up. You need to receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers you. Stop carrying it. Allow the fresh start to happen. And then Peter... Or Jesus would say, um, 
Do you love me? Lord, Peter would say, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then go and get back to where you need to be. Start serving me. Feed my sheep. Now, forgiveness is a hard thing. To forgive others, to forgive yourself, so difficult. But here's what I want you to do. <clears throat> I want you to hear a story from uh, Corey uh, Tim Boone. You know Corey Tim Boone's backstory um, that she was in the Netherlands, right? And um, she grew up in a family that had faith, that was following Jesus. And they would, their family uh, would often reach out um, and help those who were in need. People would stop by her house um, and they would offer clothing, food, whatever they needed. But then World War II happened. The Nazis took over. The Holocaust starts. And what does her family start doing? They start hiding the Jewish people who are on the run for their life. Well, they get found out. And the short story is, Corey and her sister end up in a concentration camp, even though they weren't Jewish. They ended up in a concentration camp. And were abused and in every which way you can think of. And so there's a lot of her. Her sister would die in the concentration camp. So Corey is harboring this. And then one day, as she's sharing her story, she's confronted with one of the very soldiers that she in her heart had blamed for the death of her sister. Let me... Have you listened in Corey's own words that story? Some time ago that I was in Berlin and there came a man to me and said, Ah, Mr. Bohm, I am glad to see you. Don't you know me? And suddenly I saw that man that was one of the most cruel outseers, guards. In the concentration, concentration camp. And that man said, I have, I'm now a Christian. I have found the Lord Jesus. I read my Bible and I know that there is forgiveness for all the sins of the whole world. Also for my sins. I have forgiveness for the cruelties I have done. But then I have asked God grace for an opportunity that I could ask one of my very victims forgiveness. And Fräulein Tambom, once in here forgiven, will you forgive me? And I could not. I remembered the suffering of my dying sister through him. But when I saw, when I experienced that I could not forgive, suddenly I knew. I myself have no forgiveness. Do you know that Jesus has said that? When you do not forgive those who have sinned against you, my heavenly Father will not forgive you your sins. I, I knew, oh, I'm not ready for Jesus coming because I have no forgiveness for my sins. But I was not able, I could not, I could only hate Him. And then... I took one of these beautiful texts, one of these boundless resources, Romans 5.5, 5, 
the love of God is shed abroad into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. And I said, thank you, Jesus, that you have brought into my heart God's love through the Holy Spirit who is given to me. And thank you, Father, that your love is stronger than my hatred and unforgiveness. That same moment I was free. And I could say, brother, give me your hand. And I shook hands with him. And it was as if I felt God's love stream through my arms. You never touch so the ocean of God's love as that you forgive your enemies. Can you forgive? No. I can't either. But he can. So I don't know if that's the area you need a fresh start. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can forgive that person who has made you feel shame, that person who has done harm to you. You can offer and experience a forgiveness. You know, Peter had to do that. He had to be able to forgive himself so that he could go and do the call that God had called him to do. And you know what? In Acts chapter 2, man, God used him. There are thousands of people that gave their life to Jesus at just one of these teachings, and then God would use him to help lead the church, even though it wasn't going to be easy for him. In fact, the rest of the text would go on to say, Peter, your life is going to end up in a very bad way. You're going to be tortured. And yet, he still had to start. From a fresh start. Just because we get a fresh start doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Peter's our example of this. But wherever you need a fresh start. The question is, where do you need a fresh start this new year? The gift of a fresh start is to experience, is to be experienced and to be expressed. And that's why the very first next step says this. So take out the connection card that's in that chair in front of you. Pull that out, please. If you're online, there's a link there for you. In South County, Scott will have the connection cards for you. And it says this. It says, pray that I can have a fresh start with, and then whatever area that you need that fresh start, we're just asking you to write that in there, what, whatever that in, encompasses. And here's what you're saying. I want to start the year, the new year off right with God, with family, with friends, and my coworkers. Right? You desire, you want that fresh start. So um, on, there, on the other side, you know, where it says name, just put your name on there so that we can pray for you. You're going to take these connection cards, and if you're here in the room, you're going to drop them in the offering boxes in the back on your way out. If you're online, the link will automatically come to our office. If you're in South County, Scott will make sure uh, that we get them. The other next step, are maybe the, the, the fresh start that you need is just to become a Christ follower. You have never received Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's what this one is about. It says, I want to take the first step in a fresh start by confessing I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that Jesus died, also was buried and rose again so that I could be born again spiritually. Now, we don't use that word born again a whole lot around here because a lot of people in the church world had made it kind of weird and funky. But this is a biblical word. Jesus used this word in John 3, 3. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Do you want to know why you can't see God at work around you? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't live inside of you. Because you haven't been born again spiritually. You need like a rebirth. 
spiritually. That's a fresh start. That's where every one of our fresh starts, it starts there. If that is you, if Jesus is calling you to that step, circle step number two. Put your name on that connection card. And this week when our team gathers, we're going to pray that you experience the fresh start of salvation in your life. The last next step says this. It says, I want to take the... I need to offer forgiveness to myself and others more freely like Jesus has offered it to me. This year, in 2024, pray that I can live from a posture of forgiveness. The posture of forgiveness that Jesus calls me to live out. Because as a Christ follower, we need to be the first ones to be offering the forgiveness. And forgive like we have been forgiven. And just because you forgive doesn't mean you have to trust. It doesn't mean you call them back into your circle of friends, right? It just means that you have forgiven them. So... Is that the area that you need a fresh start? God, you have to show us where you want the fresh start. Please show us. We're going to stand. We're going to respond with this song. And we're going to thank God. It says, I thank God. I thank God for a fresh start. So let's all stand.